choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up? It's Kells. This is uh, at KMGZ on Twitter. This is Thanks for Asking Kells Podcast, episode 241. Yes. I'm back. Hey, so look. Like I told y'all in the last episode, which I think came out, what, Friday, Saturday? I don't remember. This, this, the time is, is a flat circle now, and so, uh, Wednesday has rolled around on me mad fast once again, but I don't want to get in the habit of getting out of sequence, and so I'm gonna drop an episode today, or, or tomorrow, like normal, but I just did one, and not much has come happened since then, and so it's not going to be very long. Um, but I want to get back on schedule, because if I keep doing them late, then I'm going to stay late, and um, y'all, I don't want to do that. All right, and I've also been drinking a little bit, because, you know, it's been stressful. We all in the house. I'm not, you know, I've been, do- I've been doing pretty good. I've been sticking to a schedule. I'm not, I've only been drinking on weekends, which is what I did um, before this. But, like, you know, I, it's, it's today was... I don't know, I'm hitting a wall, I I was up to this point with, sorry, excuse me, with the work from home being, you know, semi-productive, not as productive as I was in, in, in um, office, but, enough, now I'm starting to hit a wall, cause I'm just like, ugh, um, and something is going on here with me lately, I don't know what's going on, I think it's because I've just been sitting too long, my right leg, the whole thing from like my ass cheek to like my knee, has just been numb as fuck, like, it's been keeping me up at night, like, only thing I, you know, uh, today I just been pacing and doing little exercises and shit, trying to, trying to help it out, I don't really know what the issue is, um, I think it's, I googled it, I think I got restless leg syndrome, I mean, I'm sure it's just from, I mean, cause again, when you're at work, you get up, you're moving around a lot, you don't sit constantly, like you do here, and it's not like I can stand up and work, so I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but it's the pits, so anyway, said all that to say, um, I didn't really prepare anything (laughs) for this episode, because I thought today was Tuesday, up until 3 o'clock, I went to grab, like, to organize, and I was like, shit, it's fucking Wednesday, so, um, this one gonna be a little willy-nilly, and probably very short, but, you know, just get us back on track, next week everything will be back up to normal, so bear with me, um, so all I really have to talk about is, I'll start, um, do I have yours in negritude? I don't, because nothing really going on too much, um, I will say, I might have said this last week, like, I need them to start, with all the stuff that was supposed to come out, like, now, spring, late spring, early summer, I need them to release that, like, um, so they did come back around and say that the movie with, the, the, movie with Issa and the Indian dude, is gonna be on Netflix, I'm sorry to call him the Indian dude, I don't know his name, um, which is cool, but I'm like, all these, all these movies that 
are supposed to drop in March, April, May, June. Put them out. Figure it out because, like, we, you have a captive audience. You're probably going to get, I always call it the bird box effects. Remember when every autumn people watched bird box because it came out over the holidays and everybody was in the house and people started tweeting about it because when we going to go, we home for the holiday. And, and so I feel like you got a captive audience more. I mean, because summertime, like, listen, people, you, normally amusement parks, concerts, all the, you know, vacations, people, you know, you gonna have you probably gonna do numbers in, like in volume like never before because there's just literally nothing else to do. There's no sports. There's no nothing. So I don't understand why all these all these um, projects and content is being pushed back to the fall. Like dog, you gonna get lost in the fall because everything's gonna be out and we just gonna be trying to be out. Ain't nobody gonna after we've sat in the house for months. Ain't nobody trying to go sit in no movie theater. Ain't nobody, I, I'm not, I know I'm not. I, th- I feel like people going to try to be out at restaurants around other people, not sitting in no fucking theater, especially after we've been spending months watching shit at home. We're going to get used to that. So I think y'all should put it out. I think y'all playing yourselves, pushing shit back, or especially the summer shit. Like, put that shit out. You're going to get numbers like you can't believe because everybody's going to be in the house. So, like, I don't really know what y'all doing. Um, y'all going to get eyes on stuff that you probably never would have got eyes on before. You know? So... I mean, actually, I would release some old shit, like, I would release some movies that didn't do too well, you know, um, last summer, release them shits again, or release some, you know, that people didn't go see, cause they, they home now, they might watch it, you know what I'm saying, um, I don't know, I feel like the entertainment industry is not, it's, for as, like, ahead as it's supposed to be, they are, they are slow to adjust, and I don't get it. I would just be dropping all all anything any movie that I put out last year that didn't do what I thought it should do or didn't get the numbers that it thought it should get. I would I would drop that shit now. Like you know what? Let's this because people will watch it. People will watch stuff at home that you know they won't pay twenty or however many dollars to go out and see, or they might not have wanted to go see it because you know all oh, the reviews aren't good. But if you put it on at home, we'll watch it. I mean, Netflix is soaring now be, because of that. So. You know, I don't really know what they're doing. They, 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 they trying to like, and I mean, listen, we all know the economy is going to start up at some point. We don't know what it's going to look like, but I just don't understand what's the, why y'all are waiting. Whatever it's going to be, it's not going to be what it was. It's not going to be what it was prior, and you're not going to get the people that you would get now that's stuck in the house. So if, I, if anybody in the sound of my voice, you know, hears me, I, I think y'all should release that shit. Um, yeah. So, moving on, what what else? Um, there's, I said there's no years of nigger too. Okay, so look, here we go. Um, so episode, you know, we've been discussing Atlanta child murders, so episode three came on this past Sunday, and so this was the episode where they really went into how they caught Wayne, how they stopped Wayne, all the evidence on Wayne, but it's still, 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 it's leading a conspiracy because they'll put the evidence out and then I'll have people come in and refute it or say how it might not be as strong. Uh, excuse me. Um, and then I feel like the next week, they're going to try to debunk it. So the main, if you're not watching it or you don't know, the main evidence against Wayne, there's a lot of evidence, but the main evidence that was used against him in court to convict him was the there were fibers found on the bodies, right? And there were hairs found on the bodies, and the hair part, they tell you about the fibers, but they don't, and, and they, but when they don't, they typically leave out the dog hairs because it doesn't fit the conspiracy theory, so, um, and again, I told y'all, 79, 80, 81, they didn't have the DNA, and it wasn't all sophisticated, but they did have fibers and fingerprints and all that shit that we all know of, right, and so they found these hairs, and they collected them, 
And so when they found, and I and I and I misspoke last week. I said they didn't search Wayne's car when they pulled him out on the bridge. They did search his car, but they didn't. They let him go. They 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 didn't arrest him right then. They put him in the car and they let him go. And there was some time, but what they found in the car was incriminating. But they so they didn't arrest him. So the, in other words, they weren't able to seize the car. So they they didn't keep anything. What they did find in the car was incriminating, but they had to let him go. There was some time before he was arrested, right? So that's why the FBI um, profiler says, you know, that was a missed opportunity because, you know, some of that stuff should have probably been taken and we would have had more evidence. Anyway, the main evidence that that was used against Wayne in court was carpet fraud. The fibers found on these bodies matched the carpet in his home. Now, the people in the, and and not only did the carpet match the the, the, uh, carpet in his home, the dog hairs that were found mingled in the carpet that was found on the bodies were also found in his home. So there was ha- there was carpet that matched his home and dog hairs that matched his dog. And that's the part that they don't like to tell you. They because what they say is, "Oh, well, that's a common carpet. It was in lots of uh, lots of places home." First of all, the FBI say that's not true. They say, "Yes, it was in lots of lots of people's homes." However, they it wasn't in the lots of people's homes that we found on a bridge at 3 a.m. who um, had no reason for being out there who we later found a body in the water okay, so you put those three things together and it's very damning yes, it, it may have, it wasn't in that many people's houses, but um, this is the guy that we found on the bridge for no reason, and this, and when we and this is the guy who we found on the bridge for no reason, where we found a body who fits our profile of who this killer would be to a T, and we found the carpets that match his house, and we also found dog hairs that match his dog so that was the main evidence against Wayne, and the other thing I didn't notice, and I, I didn't, I guess, recognize, that I saw in, in um, episode 3, because another thing that the, a lot, like I said last week and prior, a lot of the um, reasons that people believe in the conspiracy theories, because they were like, okay, well, Wayne was killing children, you know, and he was convicted of an adult, that doesn't match, but the FBI profiler said, actually, it does match, he said, because what we what we know is that Wayne was learning. He was watching the TV, so he saw, okay, they're looking for little boys, they found a fiber, so he started moving up in age, and he started dumping them in the water so they wouldn't have a fiber. So he was like, that's, again, back to the profile. He was like, that's how we knew we were dealing with somebody who was intelligent. We were dealing with somebody who could learn, who could make adjustments. He was like, and that's why you see the ages going up, because he was like, oh, okay, they know that I'm killing little boys. So if I switch off little boys and go older, then they won't know it's me. Oh, they found the fibers? Okay, I'm going to dispose of them in water. They won't find the fibers. So they go, and, and, and it actually makes sense, because that was one of the big things people were saying, oh, well, he only killed children, what about the adults, but again, you're ignoring a lot of evidence, like, we've been a long time with serial killers now, we've talked to them, we know what they do, they make adjustments, they, they, they do different things, because they don't want to get caught, ultimately, they don't want to get caught, they want to toy with you, but they don't want to get caught, and so that's what the FBI profiler said, he said, we knew, we knew that he was adjusting, and so we adjusted, and that's part of how we caught him, we, we realized that he was changing, okay, he's listening to us, so they said they stopped, they would say certain things to, for him to hear it, they would hold other things back to see what he would do um so yeah, that was, that was episode three, it went, it went pretty, um you know, into, I mean, it went somewhat into the evidence, it didn't go, there's way more there's a lot of evidence, again that wasn't introduced, and there's a lot of circumstantial evidence, um, they talk about other pedophiles in the area, which they were again, like I said, 
I, I think most rational people don't think that Wayne killed all 29 people that were put on him, but that doesn't mean he didn't kill any, and it's quite possible that some of those people were killed, you know, by somebody else, or by a pedophile, or whatever, but the other thing about it that, um, and you get this on Payne's podcast, I don't know if they're gonna go into it so much on the HBO special, but the thing that really irritated me, and was really, um, if you can see it, you see, you, you see it for what it is, they kept saying that at the time, because it was little, little boys, and they thought that they, you know, were being, um, it was a sexual component to the crime, they were looking for, quote, fingers, known homosexuals. And that, and you get that a lot in the podcast, known homosexuals, known homosexuals. So a part of the uh, conspiracy is that, oh, well, there was a, supposedly a house where they were molesting, in, in other words, trying to say, oh, well, you know, this this probably was a gay person because, you know, they kill little boys and only gays do that, so, you know, let's look, let's not, you know, by the way, and it's probably some of these homosexuals, and it's interesting they say that because the FBI profiler says that Wayne is a repressed homosexual, and, um, he said it's very clear, and he goes, you, you gotta listen to it, he, it's like, he goes, it's towards the end of the podcast, but he goes into, um, the court, you know, the questioning of Wayne, because another thing they said about Wayne, um, which, if you listen to the podcast, you'll see to be true, they said that when they were, when they uh, consulted the FBI about, okay, we, Wayne, because Wayne is a narcissist, so of course he was going to testify, and they consulted him, and they were like, look, how should we question him? What what should we do? And, and the FBI profiler said, well, this guy, he he will he will be able to hold this facade, this cool, calm, collected, that, you know, I don't thing that Wayne does, he was like, he'll be able to hold that for like, two days he said, but the thing about him and guys like him is, they can't hold it forever, and eventually the real them will come out, so if you just keep peppering him and questioning him and peppering him and questioning him after two days, he'll break down that's what the FBI profiler told him and they, and that is actually what happened in court, and even his lawyer, it says that his lawyer, who his lawyer who thinks he's innocent acknowledges that you know, when Wayne snapped, then that's probably what doomed him with the jury, but the FBI profiler tells how they questioned him, and they kept questioning him, and, on, and he was cool, like, if you've ever heard Wayne, if you, Wayne Williams speak, you know, you could Google it, and if you just listen to the guy and don't know nothing about him, he, you know, again, I said Payne don't know shifty niggas, if you know shifty niggas, you know, the, the way crackheads talk, the way scammers talk, you know, where they try to, they try to pepper you with questions, and try to, like, keep you, you know, like, hey, man, you know, what's up with the money, I mean, why would I take your money, brother, I don't have, you know how they do, they try to flip it around on you, that's how Wayne is, and, and, and unless you're used to dealing with dudes like that, you don't, it, it seems convincing, right, and if you're a white person who, like, last thing you want to do is be accused of being racist, then, you know, it's really convincing, because you're like, oh, well, this guy sounds reasonable, yeah, that is a good question, but if you don't dudes like that, you know, nah, that nigga's full of shit, this is just what they do to try to get you to think it might be legitimate, and Wayne does a lot of that, and that's what the FBI said, they said he'll be, you know, he'll seem calm, he'll seem rational, he'll seem in control, because that's what he wants, he wants to be in control, but beyond, if you keep pushing him, and asking him the same question, and questioning him, and picking at his story, and just not accepting what he says, because he wants to be in control, he wants to convince you, he'll snap, and they said that's exactly what happened, they kept asking him, and on the second day, they said he flipped, and was like, okay, you want the real Wayne Williams, I'll give it to you, and then, he, he just came out of a bag, and that's when everybody was like, oh, oh, so this is, this is what, 
this is what the people you kill saw, right? Like that other dude was the facade, and and even his own lawyer acknowledged. She was like, when when you know, I begged him not to go on a stand. He insisted. He said, and, and and when he snapped, it just I knew the case was lost. And another thing, the FBI profiler he talks about is how um when they were questioning Wayne about the boys, they were like um he told them exactly how to question them, like the tone of voice they use, how to frame the questions, and he said they got to the point, um, going back to the point about him being homosexual, that he was saying when they was questioned, when, well, when they first brought Wayne in, he said they were asking him just regular questions, and he said Wayne out of the blue was like, I'm not a homosexual. And, <laughs> and the FBI's dude said, they was like, eh, ain't nobody we just asked you, do you know these boys? And he said, Wayne was like, no, I don't know. I'm not a homosexual. He was like, so that's, so that's indicative. That's how repressed homosexuals tend to ask, tend to act like they throw it out there. And he said, when he was on stand on the stand, he told them to do the same thing. He said, ask them about the little boys in this way. And like, he told them particularly to say it. And he said, it got to the point where they, when they questioned Wayne and cause again, it's a reason Wayne was convicted. These people who say he's innocent, they try to, there's a reason that Wayne was convicted. It's because he did it. And those jurors in the courtroom saw the real Wayne Williams. And they said that, you know, he said things to him like, so, you know, these little boys, cause he, he said the motive. I told y'all last week, Wayne was one of them black people who looked down on, you know, those, those poor kids and he looked down on them. He thought they made black people look bad. And it's funny because in that special, they show, I told y'all when um, Wayne got arrested, he was doing a bunch of, uh, bef- between the time they stopped him and he got arrested, he was doing a bunch of shenanigans and acting a fool, and one of the things he was doing is he kept giving me these inter- interviews, which is the dumbest thing ever, like, if you know you're under investigation for these, these crimes, why are you giving interviews to media, like, all that shit can be used against you, right, but this is, this is Wayne, a narcissist, and so, in one of the interviews, they show him, and his agreement was, he would speak, but they wouldn't show him, and so you got all these white journalists sitting in his house, in his house, giving him, doing these interviews, and they asked him about it, and Wayne was like, well, you know, when you're out like that, when the kids live in that kind of lifestyle, that's what's gonna happen to them, and I think it's on the parents, and it was right there, and that's the thing that's so frustrating about people who, who insist Wayne is innocent, it's like, it's right there, if you listen to him, he's, it's, it's, the killer is right there, they, the FBI said he would be the kind of black that would look down on other blacks, who would look down on those poor blacks, and he would have an animosity and a hatred to them, and he says it, he says it right on the camera, he was like, yeah, you know, what kind of, what kind of man who, who is, who is under, uh, investigation for killing a bunch of kids, and who's innocent, first of all, gives this kind of interview, and second of all, in in response to, you know, are you guilty, or have you done this, that's his response, it's like, it's right there in your face, this man is, is everything the FBI said he was gonna be, and so he said when he was on the stand, he got, they got him, and they were like, Wayne, so, you know, they, they, they walked him into, they walked him down into, like, this is after the second day when he snapped, they walked him down trying to get him to admit it, and he said, we even got to the point, he was like, um, the lawyer, what, what, the prosecutor walked up to him because the FBI told him to do this and was like, "So, when you squeeze the life out of him, how did it feel?" And they said Wayne, he he had lulled Wayne so to sleep that Wayne said good, and then he realized immediately that he had fucked up and snapped back to himself. But the jury is seeing all of this, right? The jury is seeing all this, and so the FBI profiler, he was like, really 
focusing on that, he was like, you gotta understand these people with these conspiracy theories and this and that, he's innocent, he was like, they from outer space or wherever the fuck they from he was like, the evidence that was presented in that court before that jury they saw the real Wayne Williams and they voted to convict him and it wasn't on no bullshit, like, it was on Wayne, he was like, Wayne convicted himself and a lot of people said, oh well that's a conspiracy, he didn't, you know, he didn't do well on the stand, it's like, ah you didn't, he forced himself on the stand because he's a narcissist, like the FBI said. And if he and and if the jury, if he got on the stand and the jury saw, wait a minute, this motherfucker is a killer. That other shit we saw on the news is the bullshit. This is the real him. Then that's the way. That's the way it goes. That's don't mean it's a conspiracy. That's the way it goes. So it's not like no defendant ever that ever testified, never you know, never convinced the jury that they didn't do it. That's it's you know. Um, so yeah, that's episode three, it's a five-parter, so there's two more left, um, you know, I, I, again, if you haven't watched it, you can, but if you really want to know about the Atlanta child murders, you should listen to the podcast, Monster, Atlanta, um, Atlanta Monster, the Atlanta Child Killings podcast, just Google it, you'll see it, um, yeah, so moving on, um, so we find... (laughs) We finally had the babyface Teddy Riley battle on Instagram. Still mad tech issues, but they did they get get Teddy to finally cut out all the shenanigans and shit he was doing. Like nigga, nobody trying to see a show. Just play a little music into the phone, like everybody been doing. So they, I, I said I was like, yo, if if I turn this live on after the first um, debacle, and I see that dude with any kind of elaborate setup, I'm turning it directly off. So I turned it on. They was having all kind of tech difficulties, and fa- again, Babyface was there ready. He had his headphones. He ain't had no issues. Teddy moving around, the camera freezing, this, that, and the other. Then he got to stop to go charge his phone. Like dog, he was just he just wearing me out. Like dude, you knew this was coming all day. Why your phone not charged? Why you waiting to the battle? You got to go charge your phone. Like what are you doing? He's just he was just frustrating, man. He kept getting up. He, he got up at one point, and Babyface was done, and Babyface, Babyface is a little shady, <laughs> little shady dude, too, he say little shady shit, <laughs> it was funny, he was like, oh, okay, I'll wait, um, but it was just frustrating, like, it, it's like, dog, why can't you just sit here and play the songs, why you keep, he kept getting up, he kept moving around, and Face wasn't doing none of that, Face was just there, he had his songs queued up, he had his bridges ready, I mean, Face won that battle hands down, he saved Whitney to the end, he had put on a Whitney and Riot song, but Face had his shit curated, he had it queued up to only, you know, start at the bridge, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, I watched it, but I mean, Face as a patient in Job, he just was recovering from Corona, you know, he was sitting through this dude and all his technical difficulties, um, I heard something like 3.7 million tried to get in the room, that was on a Monday night, so imagine how many people would have probably been trying to get in on that Saturday when everybody was set for it, um, but yeah, it went down, it was good, um, now they talk about Diddy vs. Dre on a pay-per-view, first of all, I don't give a, I don't want to hear Diddy vs. Dre, I, listen, no disrespect, I'm not really a fan, I mean, I know Dre is what he is, but I'm not really a fan of West Coast music, I never have been, never was, and I just don't think a lot of it is aged well, yeah, you got the chronic, um, and a couple snoop cuts, but a lot of that other shit, you know, for me, just personally, it hasn't aged well, it was good at the time, and in a certain time, but like, I don't, I've never been any place and been like, yo, put on that, you know, I don't know, Daz and Corrupt, like, never, <laughs> you know what I mean, maybe out, maybe out west is what they do, 
Um, Diddy, I could listen to. I feel like those are classics. Um, timeless classics, I should say. But I'm not paying. Make no mistake. And I think these guys are, you know, they bought to, they bought to, they bought to, uh, Fumble the bag, because, as we say, because it's like, look, again, the spirit of this is we're all in the house, people need something to, you know, kind of release, and if you want to give back, I, I mean, if you don't want to donate money as a rich-ass celebrity, but if you want to, you know, give back, then yeah, okay, I would put these lives up for free, but y'all talking about pay-per-view and all that, like, nigga, let's not get it fucked up, like, all you really doing is playing some songs that we all got on our playlist anyway, so, well, I'm, you know, I'm pay for that to watch you play that into the phone for what? Like, you use, I hope you lose in the spirit spirit of it, and I'm not playing for it, it's not that serious, the only reason it's fun is because it's free, oh hey, at 6 we can all be in a live, and we ain't gotta pay nothing, now you trying to chart, no and 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 like people are, are unemployed and out of work, and pressed for their little relief check, and you trying to pay it's just, it's just tone deaf y'all really not reading the room y'all really just, like, I don't even know what y'all are doing, but like, y'all, y'all about to fuck it up, because, you know, you got a lot of goodwill going, you got a lot of people to tuning in, but if y'all start trying to charge niggas I think you're gonna see this gonna fall flat immediately um yeah, so what, oh so, um, Black as Fuck has, since the last time I told y'all, they still not getting it, there's still all these think pieces, it's still, all, look, I'm gonna be straight up with y'all on here, the show is funny to me, now, I, if you don't get that kind of humor, I get it, not everybody likes to dry, flat, you know, like I said, Kirby Infused the Adam Parks and Recreation Humor, not everybody gets it, I totally understand, because like I said, I don't like The Office, people have shown me clips of The Office from, oh, this is so hilarious, and I just be sitting there straight fixed, and I'm like, it's, it's not, I get, I get, I get it, I get the comedy that they're trying to do, it's just not funny to me, it's just a little, it's just, it's not, I like Parks and Rec because Parks and Rec it's, it's, the office is just a little bit over the top, you know, like, oh they're just trying a little too hard to be clever and funny, I like Parks and Rec where it's more like, we're just gonna have these outlandish scenarios and those are gonna be funny, right, and that's what Black, that's what Black as Fuck is giving me but it also is, I see people who say, why it's the office because they do the off camera cameos, like the show within the show cutaways, so I get why y'all say that, um, and it, pro- it probably is a lot like The Office in that way, but, it's still these stink pieces, and it's still all these critiques, and people don't like it, listen, if you don't like it, cause you just don't think it's funny, that's, you don't get the jokes, you, but you, that's fine, like, you don't like it, you don't like it, but some of these people are, like, taking this show way too seriously, and you look very foolish, because it's like, who watches Park and Rec, and it's like, oh, look at Tom, Tom is a bum, man, this dude trying to be a manager all the time, he not gonna be a manager, oh my god, Aziz hates himself, cause look at Tom's character, it's like, you would sound ridiculous, because everybody knows that that show is like satire, it's not, it's not meant to be taken literally, like, it's a joke show, it's a show making fun of, it's like a SNL, like Saturday Night Live skit or something, but a show, like, who tries to break that down, who, you know, and that's what I keep seeing with black as fuck, and like I said, the hashtag should give it away, because basically what it is, is them like, yo, we doing all this stupid, we in a society right now, with people, if you get to episode 5, it's basically explained, but it's basically like, we in, a, we in a, this this cultural moment right now, where, you know, everything, all the black content, it gotta be black, 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 or it gotta be about trauma, or it gotta be about this, or about that, and so, you know, why can't we just make whatever, why we, everything gotta be super black, and that's, and, and so, that's what, that's why it's a hashtag, they, like, that's the hint, like, yo, they, it's a show, 
an office Kirby enthusiasm type parody show where the black people in it are well off and they're doing like all this outrageous, you know, quote fingers black shit and it's like hashtag black as fuck. Like that's what because that's what people on Twitter this performative blackness where people are like ha black girl magic ha black as fuck. Like that's the premise of the show, like, you have to understand that, cause y'all are sounding foolish out here, like, the whole show is going over your head, of course it's ridiculous of course they're saying cringy shit that's the point of the show like, yes we're being ridiculous, yes, a lot of this shit is cringy, because that's where we at right now like, people doing cringy, performative stupid, stereotypical whatever you wanna call it, shit hashtag black as fuck, like, that's where we at now, like, that's the that's the whole point of the show, so if you're not getting that, you, you, you missing it, you missing the whole point of it, um, and so these critiques, and it's, it's just, like, silly, it's dumb to me, if you don't think it's funny, fine, I, I think it's, like, that should literally have me laughing out loud, uh, uh, throughout, but, you know, if everybody's humor is different, if you don't like it, that's because of that reason, fine, but if you sitting here talking about you don't like it because, uh, why you gotta search yourself as black, like, nigga, are you watching the show? Because you can't be watching the show, because you're taking it way too seriously, and it's clearly not meant to be, it's clearly not meant to be a serious show, everybody in the fucking show is ridiculous, they're doing ridiculous things, like, I don't, you know, I don't know, I'm not understand why you writing a think piece about how Kenya Barris hates himself, or Kenya Barris is really, really worried about what white people think, he's so stressed, it's like, is he, or is that what he's trying to spoof doing the things that he's doing, so, I love it, I thought it was hilarious, Rashida Jones is up, that's another thing, I think the truth is, people really don't want to like it because, you know, apparently some people in 2020 are just finding out that Rashida Jones is Quincy Jones' daughter um, I thought I mean, Rashida and Kadada Jones at least in my generation are pretty very much well known to be Quincy Jones' daughters I I don't know where, apparently some people thought she was white, I don't know what white woman named Rashida Jones but apparently (laughs) it was news to a lot of people um, she's been accused of white passing, I don't, um, I don't think that that's, I, I've never said that, I've always known that Rashida Jones was mixed, I've always known she's Quincy Jones' daughter, white passing are people who go through life pretending as if they're not black, pretending as if they're white, and like, they don't, they, they, they don't acknowledge that they're, they have, you know, color in their background at all, that's never been Rashida Jones, not ever, um, Kadada was always so. If you don't, if you're not familiar with Kadada Jones, who's Rashida's sister, used to be engaged to Tupac. She was engaged to him when he was killed, and she's also the one. She was the creative director that got um, back in the day when Tommy Hilfiger was like big and all the herb. That was Kadada Jones. She's the one that kind of set that up and made that happen. Um, and she's like, you know, really well known back in the nineties for being creative, but she's also engaged to Tupac. But she did a lot. She was like one of the it girls back in the day that's Rashida, Rashida is slightly darker than, than, I mean, sorry, that's Kidada, Kidada is slightly darker than Rashida, but not much, like, they look very much alike, they look very much like sisters, the only thing is, Rashida has, um, Kidada has darker hair, and darker eyes, and Rashida looks, definitely looks more ethnic, 
she's a little slightly darker than Rashida, but it's not like Rashida doesn't look mixed, Rashida looks very much mixed, but she has lighter eyes, and her hair is, is more like her mom's, their mom's uh, Peggy Lipton, and so her hair is, uh, she looks a lot more like her mom than Kidada does, um, but they both look a whole lot alike, so if you saw them together, and didn't know they were sisters, I don't know what to tell you, because they look a fuck ton alike, right, but um, what Rashida has said in the past, is that she was perceived differently than her sister, because she does look, I guess to some, somewhat more white, although she does not look white to me at all, and she's never passed herself as white at all, what she, what she is not is, you know, I don't know when it happened, but now, you know, this mix, this biracial, it's a whole big thing, and people, you know, people trying to make it, oh my god, I don't know what to do, I don't know what side to show, it wasn't always like that, listen, there are a lot of fucking mixed people who are not tragic mulattoes, who don't have issues, who don't feel the need to perform or prove their blackness to anybody, because dog, my dad is Quincy Jones, you don't know I'm, you don't know I'm mixed, you don't know I'm half black, I don't know what to tell you, like, I really don't need to be wearing this, growing an afro, and wearing this Andrew Davis t-shirt, and overcompensating, and oh my, you know, all this fucking shit, these fucking motherfuckers are doing out here today, I don't really know where it comes from, I don't know what it's about, but I know it's been biracial since back, all the way back to slavery Mariah Carey is one Rashida Jones is one, Kidada Jones is one, um I'm trying to, Tracy Ellis Ross is one, our generation, the Gen X's we don't, it's, it's not a big deal, like, nobody, I mean, nobody, this, this new shit where, oh my god, I, I, you know, my white people won't accept me, that's you, that's typically, not always, but that's typically when you are raised by a family, typically a white family, or, and, and it's not always the mom, people say it's the mom, but it's not always, but when you are raised by these people, cause it's sometimes black and white, who wanna, who think it's this big deal, you're so super special, or, you know, oh, we don't see the color, and, or, or everybody's the same, like, that's usually when you get that, that, that fucking, them fucking weirdo mixed kids, where, like, they got something to prove, or they just feel like it's such a battle, like, bitch, motherfuckers been mixed since forever, like, since slavery, motherfuckers been mixed, it's really not that big a deal, like, you know, you, you, other people's perception of what you are, don't have to be who you are, you, these motherfuckers think they the race police, and they think they get to say who can say black, but they don't, hello, my dad's a fucking black, he's fucking negro, I'm half black, culturally, I grew up wherever, I can, I'm fucking, if I want to say I'm biracial, I can say that, if I just want to say I'm black, because I understand that the world sees me in that white, I can say that too, and it ain't up to you, and you don't make the fucking rules, and I don't give a fuck what you think, and I don't give a fuck if you think I'm too light, or whatever the fuck ever, it really don't matter, because you ain't the one that decides, and you ain't the one to determine, and get the fuck out of my face, so, there's a whole bunch like that, okay, this new shit that everybody's doing, where they want to be, guess what I mix with, I mix with Jamaican, and beef patty, and Italian, and white, and also African American, and tree monkey, and banana peel, and also I'm Puerto Rican, because you know, I'm just mixed with all these things, you're fucking dumb, because that's not how shit works, number one, number two, y'all don't know race from ethnicity, or nationality, number three, um, somebody that's black, Afro-Latina, that's a black person that speaks Spanish just throws your whole fucking shit, just crashes your whole, uh, mainframe, cause what do you mean, you play, why, why, how come they speak Spanish, they can't say nigger, um, yeah, they're black, they're black people who speak Spanish, not every fucking African that was stolen from Africa was taken to an English-speaking country, some of them were taken to, uh, 
Spanish-speaking countries, and some were taken to French-speaking countries. Haiti was French. Uh, the, the Europeans, whatever, whatever country was taking you somewhere, that's where you went. You're still black. And we know some of the Latinos, they don't want to accept that. They think they're different. They think, oh, well, no, you know, I've come from Spain. No, you don't. No, you don't. Your people was conquered by the Spain. You don't come from Spain. Your people was raped by the Spanish, just like everybody else. You don't come from Spain. You might be light-skinned. You might got light eyes. But if you're not, you're a fucking, either you're African or you're native or whatever the fuck your original people were, just like everybody else, so cut the shit. But anyway, so I just think people are upset they don't like the show because they don't think Rashida Jones is, oh, she's mixed, or what she's, she's, she's white, she's only taking white roles, she never meant it to be in black, that's not true, first, you, maybe you didn't know, maybe, no, she doesn't stay, neither does Tracy Ellis Ross, Tracy Ellis Ross, and then, I mean, Tracy Ellis Ross clearly is, is mixed, and, and she's talked before about how she had to come to be comfortable with that, but Rashida Jones has just never been like that, she's never denied being black, they gave interviews where she was like her, she was like, yes, I was very aware that I was perceived different from my sister, and and my her sister kind of gravitated more to black culture, and was, you know, more towards Quincy, and Rashida kind of not so much as stay with her mom, but she was like, I'm, of course I'm black, look who my dad is, of like, do I need to declare to you that I'm biracial? Like, of course I'm black. So she's never denied it. And I, you know, but in these funny duddy times, if you ain't, you know, doing the Colin Kaepernick, no disrespect. But if you're not a tragic mulatto, which you, which you Afro out here, and which you, you know, your 48 laws of power, and your black manness, and just and just doing all kind of extra shit, you know, with your points to prove then, you know, you must not be black or you can't, it's just a bunch of nonsense, and I think that's what a lot of pushback is, because Rashida is in black as fuck, claiming black, being black, and not making no big deal about it, and what you gonna say to her because her daddy's Quincy Jones, you gonna tell her she ain't black, you gonna tell her she can't be black, I guarantee you she know more about the black culture than some of you motherfuckers, because it was people on the TL talking about they ain't never heard who Teddy Riley is, how you black with, with a blue check, and you supposed to be, you know, the black police and you never heard of Teddy Riley, like, what are you talking about? Um, old girl that can't have to Tevin Campbell, oh, where they name that, grab that name up, like, bitch, do you know Tevin Campbell is a staple in the black community, he is a, a revered figure in the black community, and one of the best R&B artists of all time, don't you ever fix your face, disrespect Tevin Campbell, they carried your ass right on going out of here for that shit, too, but you want to be the black police, and you don't know that Tevin Campbell is like, you know, untouchable, I don't know, I bet you Rashida Jones knew who Tevin Campbell was, I bet you Rashida Jones ain't talk shit about Tevin Campbell, I bet you that, so, yeah, that's my spiel on Black as Fuck. I think it's hilarious. Um, again, if you like, if you like that type of humor, which not everybody does, totally understand. Um, it's a funny show. Um, yeah. So, not too much else to talk about. Um, I'm trying, I don't have no. Oh, actually, that's not true. I do have a show to recommend to y'all. Um. I, I saw the show before, but I forgot about it, and I just started watching it, um, and I think it's done now, or it's close to done, so you could probably stream it, it's called, um, uh, it's on HBO, uh, fuck, I just lost the title, what is it called, Enemy of the People? Oh, shit, I just lost it, see what happens when I write stuff down, hold on, give me a second, HBO show, Winona Ryder, cause Winona good sis Winona Ryder is in it I think it's Enemy of the People I could be wrong HBO show oh damn dead ass wrong The Plot Against America 
that's what it's called, it's on HBO, it's about a time that we really don't really, um, I mean, not that we don't know about it, but we don't really think about, because so much of, of, of uh, I know me, us, or those of us who are either a millennial or Gen X, or whatever else is after, even actually baby boomers, so much of our, our what we know as post-World War II, but this is the time leading up to World War II, so when Hitler was doing everything he was doing in Europe, and we hadn't entered the war yet, um, apparently Charles Lindbergh, who was really famous for Lindbergh, um, kidnapping, was running for, um, president, and it's very, um, on, on point for what's going on today, so it's very interesting, but it's called The Plot Against America, I'm only on episode two, but, um, it's very interesting, because, again, it's a time that I didn't really know a lot about, I mean, you know, we hear about Nazi Germany, but, as far as what was going on in America prior, we, we kind of hear about the Depression, and then we hear, oh, and then we enter World War II, but that the time in between that, it's like we don't really, you know, hear too much about, and so this takes place in, like, 1940, and so it's really interesting, because there's a lot of history up in there that I didn't, like, I didn't know, I knew who Charles Lindbergh was, but I had no idea that he was, that he ran for president, like, I had to Google that shit, like, oh, I know he's known for, like, he did the first, like, cross, um, ocean flight, I think, non-stop, and again, you know, his baby was kidnapped, the Lindbergh baby kidnapped, and we know that, but I had no idea he ran, and apparently, he was a, I, I did know this, though, he's a Nazi sympathizer, and he, and his, he was running to, against FDR, and his thing was to keep us out of World War II, because he was like, yo, fuck, let the Nazis do what the fuck they want to do, who cares, we, we don't need to go to war, so it's very, um, prescient to like what's going on today, but it's very good, um, so I reckon I recommend that, The Plot Against America I told y'all about Westworld I told y'all about the 20s I told y'all about Little Fires Everywhere, which I finally finished, again I hated every, I, I still I finished it cause I started it but I, I hated every character on there like the only one I really could, liked was Izzy, I thought everybody else was terrible but I finished that, so you know if you started it, finish it, it's not that long um and I don't think, oh, the, um, I feel like everybody knows the Jordan thing on ESPN, though, like, everybody in mind tuning in for that, excellent, 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 listen, I know disrespect to LeBron James, but there's a reason that me and people, and, and a lot of people say that Michael Jordan is the GOAT and, and the greatest of all time, and if you don't already know that, you watch the special and it becomes clear, um, you know, you can argue back and forth, everybody can have their opinions, you're fine, but I think most people, objectively, with common sense, that were hit, were, that saw, that were here for Jordan, and are now here for LeBron, and we're here for Kobe, um, know that Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, and why? Because what he did was so otherworldly, I mean, in the, in the special, you got Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and all these great players saying that Michael Jordan is the best player they've ever seen, so that, I mean, that settles it for me, because this is Magic and his height, this is Bird and their height, and their prime, when Showtime Lakers, Showtime Celtics, and they saying this dude over here is the best basketball player they ever seen, so that settles it for me, um, but, you know, you can watch it, um, The Last Dance is a documentary on ESPN, um, yeah, okay, so, I tried to get y'all to at least 45 minutes, I came as close as possible, um, so, you know, uh, thanks for listening, thanks for asking, like me, rate me, please, tell your friends, retweet me, I see y'all, um, you know, at me on Twitter, I got the, the, the email, thanks for asking, podcast at gmail.com, but I can't tell you the last time I checked it, it's really hard for me to check it, so please, if you on Twitter, hit me up at KMGZ, if you're on Instagram, hit me up at Genghis Kells on Instagram, 
Um, but you know, you can send it to the email and I will try to get to it. Or you can, you know, hit the SoundCloud comment, whatever, comment on whatever. But it's really easiest to just hit me at Twitter. All right, y'all. Um, you know, another episode in the books. Thanks for listening. See y'all next week. Peace.